I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and how dare this movie call Angelica Houston sexy ugly. (laughs) Uh, And my name is Colin Drucker, and I'm going to let it marinate. Oh, yes. Uh, here I, we are. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, <laughs> taking a, taking a trip down uh, nostalgia lane to the early two thousands to talk yeah. about uh, a little indie film called Kissing Jessica Stein, uh, which yes. I I, uh, I this was my recommendation. Was pick? Yes. Was my pick. Yeah. My insistence in a way. Um, and so my question is. Had you heard of this movie? Had you had any point of reference about about this movie before this assignment, so to speak? This assignment? Uh, no. The short answer is no. I did, when I was just reading up on it, too. I have heard of Lipstick, though. Because mm-hmm. that okay. was the sort of off-Broadway show that was like a series of scenes that... Um, was it what evolved into this, I feel? It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's the duo, like Heather Jurgensen and... Um, What's her face? Jennifer Westfield, excuse me. Westfelt. Westfelt, Westfelt yeah. Yeah. Um, Past tense. <laughs> yeah, so I know. <laughs> Not field. I felt it. Uh, uh, so yeah, I, I that rings a bell to me. Lipstick rings a bell to me, but um, I had virtually no idea this movie existed. And I love that we're hanging out in the early 2000s because we did... Um, what did we do? Uh, my, my Big, big Fat Greek, Greek wedding, wedding not too long ago. I mm-hmm. just listened to your Hours episode yesterday. Oh, yeah. It was lovely. Another early 2000s Yeah. Hit. And then this. So um, what is what is your reasoning behind... Assi- I mean, I know what your reasoning behind <laughs> signing this movie is now. <laughs> yeah. But um, when did you first see it? Did you see it when it first came out? Or was it something you discovered later? I think what it was, if my memory is serving me and and... You know, it serves, you know, uh, somewhat adequately at times. Sure. Uh, is I think my very first boyfriend introduced this movie to me. And that was like, wow. when I say first boyfriend, I was a sophomore in college. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the first guy who gives you attention who might be an asshole. And you're like, sure. Sure. <laughs> this will work. Well, yeah. and uh, yeah, I mean, he, that one was this guy in freshman year who was my first boy kiss. And then he, for our, I guess, I don't know if it would be considered second date, but then we went for an extended walk around campus at night and then uh. ended up sitting on the bleachers by the side of the soccer field, uh, at which point he asked if he could um, go further. And I was like, 
right here on the edge of the soccer field. Outside, like, yeah. Outside, it's it's kind of like October in Ithaca. Um, <laughs> it was, and and then when I kind of said, mm, I'm not really there yet, he. I don't know why I'm suddenly telling the story, but I'm telling it. I guess it's appropriate yeah. because bad dating stories, right? Um, sure. And then this movie, you know, dating, blah, blah, blah. So uh, in any event, I ended up saying no thank you. And he was like, then was like saying that he felt that we should keep this incident between the two of us and that he didn't want to find out that I had told anybody because as he said, I can be very conniving. Whoa. Yeah. So I'm not afraid to name names. Scott McPherson, if you're listening, I'm telling everyone. I didn't <laughs> want to blow you on the side of the soccer field. Yeah. And, that's, <laughs> anyway. a, that's a big ask for October yeah. in Ithaca. <laughs> yeah, it's a big ask. Um, like, at least go under the bleachers. Jeez. Totally. I mean, like, for God's sake, it, you know, find, find I don't know, a warm spot behind the dining hall. I was going to say, hall. I'm not a proponent of cold even when I'm, you know, when I'm fully clothed and have the, you know, eight layers on, let alone like, come on. Yeah. Let alone, oh, I'm going to, yeah, no. And it's, so, yeah. and, <laughs> so all of that to say that I got that experience out of my system. And I think this would be like, not the next boy who came into my life, but the first like decent seeming human being who came like male sure uh boyfriend type who came into my life who was a he i didn't go to school with him i i was a sophomore in college and he was a high school teacher in new jersey and we met over myspace and Ooh. yeah and I, he was actually one of the first people I ever like maybe not the first but who i really got to like queen out on the hours with and we kind of made Ooh. that connection and so he um recommended and was a big fan of kissing Jessica Stein and kind of introduced me to that among other things <laughs> and wink wink. wink wink uh didn't need a soccer field for that <laughs> <laughs> and I it just I uh, it, it I loved it it just it and it wasn't just like loving it because he loved it there were just these lines and these these kind of moments and ideas that I was like this like sexy ugly I was like that's genius i've been hanging on to that ever since yeah i feel like that's something that um i've heard of for sure and i didn't know that this might have been like the originator i guess of that term it sounds so sex in the city yeah you know what i mean like yeah. it's something like that uh, should belong in that canon but i'm glad that this movie has it and i don't know if they were like the first ever to say it but um you know it's 19 years ago i feel like they they were probably one of the earlier people to say that word yeah or i mean I had never heard it before. And if anything, they brought it to a certain level of popularity. And I think about that expression all the time. I think about that classification all the time of like people who are sexy, ugly. And, and I like, oh, I think I've come to recognize that if, if I was given the choice of just like sexy, pretty, sexy, ugly, I would go for the sexy, ugly, like nine and a half out of 10 times. Probably. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I, there's something really, um, I almost said exotic. I don't know why that was the first word that came to my mind. Mm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think that I think that there's just. I mean, I've hooked up with a handful of guys in my twenties that were like way out of my league, and I'm mm -hmm. thankful for it. Mm -hmm. But also, there's like this expectation. It's like whoa. It's like uh, I don't know, being like promoted to the popular kids table for a second, and you don't know right. how to act, and you're just trying to like. I don't know. There's there's a level with. Um, of uh, just being more comfortable with someone who isn't, 
I don't know. And it's like sometimes you don't know that it really is that sort of sexy, ugly um, combination really until you're in the bedroom. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you're really good at this, which also like ups the ante, mm-hmm. um, which makes it like, I'm so glad I made this decision. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's, you know, it's interesting when you, when the ugly is a little more apparent and then the sexy jumps out and it's like, oh, oh, I see the whole package here, so to speak. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So it's, you know, and and. I would say, in terms of Angelica Houston, I get what they mean. <laughs> I sort of do, but I was just, I was, I gasped out loud. I, that was my first note that I took during this movie. I said, right. Angelica Houston. I'm like, have you seen Adam's Family Values? And I know, like, whatever. You know, everyone gets older. I'm thinking of, like, Eileen and Smash and yes. those bangs and everything else, too. And fine. But right. uh, she's always going to be gorgeous and beautiful and a goddess in my book. And I know she is in yours, too, to an extent, of course. But um, Oh, yeah, the witches? Oh, she's gorgeous. But- yeah, I just felt a little attacked by that. I was not—I yeah. I was, I was, I don't mind classifying men as sexy, ugly, but when it comes to women, I, I, I just didn't want to go there. And I'm, yeah. I was sad that that was the first thing that they thought of. And even when they said it in the movie, they're like, well, kind of. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. sort of moment. So um, that was like a, it was like half a strike. I was like, strike. Yeah. Half like strike. In a little notebook. Like, okay, half strike. All I right. know. Yeah. Coming um, for you, Jennifer West felt. Yes. I <laughs> I said anyway. I felt. <laughs> <laughs> I said I felt. That's good. That's Thanks. Good. Um, so, of course, I mean, from a from a BSA lens, uh, I what what really drew me into this movie and what got it onto the list and and recommended for this podcast is, of course, Tova Feldshoe as Jessica's mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, I I just I don't want to just jump right into it too much, but I do want to just. Note that that for me that it, you may I'm curious if you feel the same way if perhaps you're more of a Jackie Hoffman fan in this movie but hot takes like okay no reeling back <laughs> do you feel like do you now feel the same way or you're like I just don't do you get feel it. what I'm feeling yes yes exactly. I totally get okay. it I totally do <laughs> I think in in ways I was upset that we didn't get more of Tova Felchu. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that we know how to pronounce Tova Felchu because of Lady Watch. We just have to give a shout out. Yes. Because as as I was re-listening for probably the third time in a row to all the Lady Watch episodes, I, I came across that episode where they realized they were pronouncing it wrong because they, they've been saying Tova Felchu, Felchu, mm-hmm. Felchu, um, which it, it sounds wrong but it feels so right at the same time so i'm glad that we have that <laughs> just a little side note a little shout out to lady watch yeah um but yes i i am it's funny because a, a little tangent back to pen 15 for a moment i like Please. that a personality or like the type of person that um you know if you meet someone for the first time like an interview question i would ask them like are you more pen 15 season 1 or season 2 and mm. i like that i'm season 1 and i like that you're season 2 and i would say but with all that being said i like season 2 and i've been rewatching and really kind of um discovering more things about mm-hmm. <clears throat> what i missed and like looking at it through a new lens too but like just in the same vein as 
my God, Toba Felchu, also, but Jackie Hoffman, I was also really smitten with too. So in a way, I'd say like, you know, point blank, you know, I, I would say that I'm I'm leaning towards Jackie Hoffman only because I, I mean, who doesn't love Jackie Hoffman? Sure. But I mean, the bench scene, oh, the bench I mean, scene. I didn't want to be the first person to say the bench scene, but the bench scene. Yes. I, oh. I rewatched that moment. The pursing of the lips, the smile. That the, moment, that moment. Yes, it really is something. And I... What is what is your relationship with Tova Felchu? What is what do you know her from? Uh, is this one of your earlier memories of her, or do you you know do you go way back? <laughs> uh, you know, you know, uh, Tovs and I, you know, know I, um, I, I don't know. I know her mostly from, and I hadn't even seen it, but I know that she's played Gold of My Year in Golda's Balcony, uh, okay. and like that was like a big you know theater credit of hers and something that you know that she's certainly been known for in the past and yes. i was looking at her kind of imdb filmography i know that she's got a, a, a significant stage career but you know she's been on you know numerous episodes of law and order she's been on the walking dead she's yes. been, you know she's, yeah. she has a, a sort of a surprising career because i think in my mind i was almost thinking of toba felcher the way i would think about like or in some ways her career is similar to like a tyne daily where she has a a, a strong offstage career, but also has some like significant well-known roles on stage. And it's kind of yes. like, depending on how you meet Tova for the full, first time, I guess is how you know her. Um, but this was probably my, honestly, like the first actual thing I had seen her in. I think that's perfect. Yeah. I, that's, that's a good first time or like first memory, I guess. Cause I feel the same way. I know she's a theater queen. I need to see like Caroline Aaron, Tova Felchu, uh, and like, yeah, Time Daily, Daily and, and Daily. all in just one movie. I'm like, get yeah. these dames together, you know? Um, these broads. Yeah, um, another book club movie. Oh, yeah, but, like, make it funny. <laughs> I'm not seeing yeah. book club. I'm sure it's fine, but um, it's that's the book fine. club I really want to see, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, I want to see a book club with Time Daly, Tova Felchu, uh, Caroline Aaron, Diane Wiest. You know, yeah. like, that's, I would, you know, how would we recast Book Club? Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. That's, like, gosh. Um, but, yeah, I, I'd say I knew, you mentioned it just now, too. I first, this is, I'm ashamed to say this, but the first time I saw her was on The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I used to watch that show religiously, and I gave up, um, I don't even know, after season four or something like that. It started getting crazy. And I know it's still, like, one of the best, not like like number one shows out. Like the fan base is very strong with that TV show, and mm -hmm. I know it's coming to an end finally. Um, but she's great on it. She has a really nice arc, um, mm -hmm. and I remember, you know, because they don't have they have a couple women of a certain age on that show, but she was really one of the stands out. Merritt Weaver was also on that um, oh. show as well too. She had just like this brief um, <clears throat> arc as a nurse. I don't know if she died or in the show. I'm sure she did. Everyone dies. I meant to say this last week, too. Speaking of Merritt Weaver, I feel that, like, Mara on Pen15 is, like, a young Merritt Weaver. Oh, wow. Right? Oh, that is... I meant I to mean, say that, and I thought... I For a moment, I, like, thought it was Merritt Weaver, and I was like, no, that can't be. I'm like, it's too much. But, um, yeah. yeah, right? There's, there's, a, there's a strong resemblance there. I see. Well, I'm just glad we're talking about Merritt Weaver. I'm always happy to talk about her. I feel like, not to tangent even further away, but... 
I could easily do a whole episode about Merritt Weaver and Nurse Jackie. I know it's on. I mean, it's on the list, but like, I know she won an Emmy for that. I love her energy. What was the movie that we had talked about? What was she in? She was in Marriage Story. Yes, Marriage Story. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, like, I, I just seen, I saw her in something and I loved her in that. Her Emmy speech is incredible. Mm. She literally is so overwhelmed that she just says, I. I have to go. And then she just walks oh, off. Oh, yes. It's so I have perfect. Seen that. Yeah. And I was like sad in a way, but also like, it's great. I love a quick yeah. speech. Um, yeah. She's, uh, and have you seen Nurse Jackie or you just, it's on the list? I have not. No. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think I watched like, oh gosh, many moons ago, like the pie. Is it streaming somewhere or is that a Showtime show? It's a Showtime HBO? show, but it's on Showtime. Netflix. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I've seen, I've seen Nurse Jackie just like, you know, when you see something so many times that there's like little music cues and moments that kind of <clears throat> get stuck in your head. Of like, Oh God, it's this moment. Or like, Oh, it's yes. that yeah. acting choice. And like little things that almost become annoying because you've seen them so many times. Yep. 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 She is, uh, she's incredible that show. But yeah. Uh, all that being said, uh, Merritt Weaver, you're also invited to the book club. Oh so, yeah. Get in yeah. that round table. I was just saying, speaking of round tables, like I would love my dream like round table as far as like the younger generation I'd say is to get like Anna Conkle and Maya Erskine and like Abby Jacobson and Alana Glazer, like just in mm. one room and be mm-hmm. like, let's talk. Let's just like, ugh, just like, like the, the power of those, <laughs> those four women. Right. And I feel like it's like the, what is it? Like the Hollywood reporter does those round tables yes, with actresses yeah. where they work. Kate Winslet said that she wanted to work with Tony Collette. Uh, I sent you that clip like, uh, last week, and I was just I, it. I, I like levitated off my seat. I was like, "Yes, <laughs> why isn't everyone saying Tony Collette's?" Right, right. I, I just I love it. I love that that I love that that's in the ether. Um, mm-hmm. So so bringing us back to Jessica Anyways, Stein, Tova. yes, yes, yeah, Tova and Jessica Stein and all that. So. Um, my initial question before we get into Tova, because I agree. I mean, I think we get a good amount of Tova. We get a good amount of uh, Judy. Uh, yes. I think in terms of, you know, maximizing possibilities with with appropriate proportions, I yes. think Tova Feldshue, like, knocks that out of the park. Oh, yes. Uh, she, she every moment, I feel like she's, it's a significant energy. Um but before we dive into that, I I would love your general opinions on just the narrative of kissing Jessica Stein. And for anyone who doesn't know, who's just kind of like, I'll listen along even though I haven't seen it. The the short of it is that kissing Jessica Stein is about this um, neurotic New York woman, New York woman. Uh, but she's just like such a classic, you know, neurotic, you know, uh, struggling to find, you know, to find love and you know, balancing a career and art and, you know, she drinks, puts a lot of sugar in her coffee. And she eventually, um, as she says, on a whim, responds to a listing in the newspaper under the women look seeking women section and connects with, uh, oh my God, I'm, I'm blanking. I know. I just wrote her name. Uh, Helen. 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 Helen, of course. And she connects with Helen, who is kind of going through her own bi-curious phase as well. And then they meet and kind of, in their own quirky way, fall in love. And it's sort of about the complexities of um, of relationships between women and relationships in general and blah, blah, blah. Um, but essentially, it, it, it's the kind of narrative where it's like, oh, well, 
you know, maybe I could be interested in a woman. And then they kind of see it through. Um, what's your take on, on the concept of kissing Jessica Stein? Yeah. Uh, what a loaded question, really, because this is... I, I hate falling back on that, like, well, it was a different time, because that's mm-hmm. never really a good start to any sort of explanation or justification of anything. But um, it was. It was 2001. Um, and I believe... I just don't know, because I was reading about, like, how this movie started, and I, I, I wrote it down. There was It was basically... This movie was sort of born out of the response, it says, to one of the scenes in Lipstick. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that maybe this was like a sort of vignette or something like two women. <clears throat> it's like if I was to name like any sort of gripe or just pinpoint any gripe, it's like the fact that like, oh, I just I'm not having any luck with men. I might as well just be a lesbian. It's like how how often have we heard that from our straight gal pals and it's like is it i don't know it's it's there's that's tricky to say but that's kind of what this is in a way um is that and also reading this description of the movie too it's uh basically says this is a film script about two straight women who fall into a romantic relationship um which it very much is it's like i think in sort of uh finding your sexuality or exploring what you like is important. And I, I, I think that it in the end, it was crucial for these two characters to kind of go through that. Mm. Um, but within it, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't want to, I'm like choosing my words very carefully here because my initial response to a lot of this was like, whoa, this does not hold up. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that there are women who went through this, that this is like some, some of their stories. I'm just interested in Heather Jurgensen and Jennifer Westfeld writing this. I, I, is Heather Jurgensen by or like is it's is it? I don't know because sometimes you write a movie. It's like you write what you know, and like mm-hmm. it was just like this. I don't know if it was just played for laughs or is it like oh yeah, isn't that the truth? Men are terrible. Let's just date women. Um, but. At the end, they go through this journey and they realize it's not, I mean, spoiler, they, it doesn't quite work out the way that they both thought it would. Mm. But they both get something from it. They both learn from something, like something from that relationship and they move on and they, act, they actually become really good friends at the end. And it's just discovering that they're better off friends than in a romantic relationship. But I guess those are my opening thoughts. Help me out here, Colin, because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you feel the same and yeah. I don't want to, yeah, go for it. I mean, yeah, I, I it, don't worry. This is not like a sacred cow in my life that if you're like, yeah, I just didn't really buy this, I'm going to be like, well, this, you know, play us off. Um, <laughs> I, um, you know, it, it's something that in the times I've seen it and over the years and as I've gotten older, like I've, I've I think in the past I've sort of accepted a bit of a, a narrative leap that they don't even really show us. They never really, they don't show Jessica responding to Helen's ad, we just suddenly then see them on their first date. Yes. And uh, there's elements of it, yeah, where I was like, huh, I, yeah, maybe this is realistic for for women who are, you know, feeling curious or open or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I kind of rolled with that as like, well, maybe I just don't know. Maybe this is just unrealistic to me. I mean, I, I'll say on the outset, I, I, don't think there would ever be a kissing Jeremy Stein. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there oh, ever be yeah. 
I don't think there'd ever be like a male version of this, but I'd love to see it, obviously. Like, I think uh, it'd be fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would love to see that. And so I think that's that's certainly where my mind goes now of like, oh, could this happen between two men? And like, what would that narrative look like? Would it be different? Would it be similar? I think, I think the ideas explored in this movie and I think kind of where their relationship ends up, where Jessica really just wants this glorified friendship and Helen is really wanting more uh is is realistic to any kind of relationship i think that happens with people where it's Mm -hmm. like we're just kind of roommates who share a bed you know and and that can be fine if that's what you both want and i think that was interesting but i i guess there are some kind of like leaps in terms of sexual exploration that don't ring true for me but it's not for me to say other people don't have that freedom to explore like that. Uh, I, so I think I've kind of always just given, I've always kind of given a pass to kissing Jessica Stein in terms of that, that narrative leap, because I like where it takes things. And I like the things that they say kind of by taking that leap. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's like the, the fruits of the leap are worth the jump. Does that make sense? Yeah, I do. I get that. And I think that that was something that I was going to say, too, is like it is forgivable at the end of the day. I'm not like chastising anything about this movie. I, nothing in this movie made me like, oh, my gosh. It, it was just like, OK. And I, I knew that it was I as soon as I saw like 2001 and sort of like this uh, like by curious lesbian sort of comedy I knew like kind of what that was going to look like to a, to a certain extent too. But yeah, you're right. As far as like on paper, like relationships are complicated and no matter what, you know, if it's a woman with a woman or a man with a man or a man with a woman, it, these, it still holds up as like a, a sort of complicated romantic comedy in the early 2000s, I think. I mm-hmm. think that um, there was something you said about, you know, honestly... One of the things I had like the most problems with was like were were Helen's two gay friends. Um those yeah. guys. Yeah. Who were just kind of um it's just interesting because it seems like maybe one or both of them might have been gay in real life, but like I just wish they were written better, but I, I, I know the purpose they serve in this movie. They were kind of really angry at Helen for like trying to enter their club. And you know what I mean? And they're like, oh, it's mm-hmm. just Helen being Helen. And like, you're just doing this, but you're not really, um, you know, do you really like it? Or is this just something that you're just like doing? And, and in the end, Helen really is the more committed of the two, which is interesting. And I, I hate that she had to justify that to them in a way, like that one scene. Because the one sticks up for her, the other one doesn't. But um, I, there's some, especially since I just listened to your hours episode yesterday too, and talking about like, men like Stanley Tucci and Jeff Daniels and Colin Firth and like these straight men Mm -hmm. that like have that we allow to play gay men because they do it so convincingly too. And sometimes, at least in this movie, if they were gay men, it's probably just the writing that it just seemed a little (sighs) over the top, I guess, for lack of a better word. I was like, okay, guys, I don't know. I I hear that. And I think that's, I certainly agree with that. I, They were not my favorite characters. I think that that's something, I mean, talking about elements of this movie that, oh, maybe I don't identify with that because that's not my experience. It's like, well, yeah, what I, I do... That, yeah, I guess so. 
Yeah, but but what I can identify with and what I what is my experience is being gay. And sure. Um, and I guess th- that's a lens that I can kind of bring to things and go, oh, I really wish I, w- I would love to see a more textured gay character than this. I I felt like those two characters, they were more of a plot function than they were characters. I think when you compare Joan to those two in terms of like the friends, in terms of like the role they play as the quote unquote supportive friends, yes. I felt Joan was way more textured than these two guys who were really just, you know, it was all just a kind of the cliches of having gay characters in a movie where they say, you know, body things and, and they kind of have, you know, the one saying like, oh, you're going to be swimming in pussy. Like, it's just such a, oh my God, you know, like it, it's yeah. so that gay character that I, I, I feel like that might be more of a sign of the times, but I hear what I you mean. So like, too. Yeah. I think they were, there was something kind of dated about the that portrayal where i feel like if this was made today we would have way more dynamic characters in those roles there are gay men like that and i'm not um diminishing that um because i i certainly can tap into that if i need to uh, at any time really um Mm -hmm. so i i would love to talk about josh for a minute and then i'd love to to give some love to joan and then i think we got to we got to get into we gotta end t- on a bang. Yes. On, yeah. Yeah. We got to end with our, our felt shoes on and talk <laughs> about some Tova scenes and that bench scene. And yes, I'm so glad you, you know, the acting choice I'm talking about that. Yes, like, of course. <gasps> oh, every time I just clutch my pearls when she does that. Oh, yeah. But we'll talk it's about it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, it's so fucking beautiful. Okay. Um, Jesse, my love. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, just I just that. love the way she talks to her. Yeah, just, we'll, yes. we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But I want to talk about Josh Myers, played by Scott Cohen, uh, mm-hmm. who is, you know, I, I realized watching it uh, today that I, I had maybe always thought this, but finally put it together, that to me, Scott Cohen is a little bit of like the poor man's David Strathairn. Yeah, I could I could totally see that. You know what I yes. mean? Like younger. But it's still but... like yeah, like boy next door, like friend of the family, but like I'm sure like there's I feel like he's like pretty well toned and built under that like, you know, shirt and tie too that I oh, would, yeah. I would love to see he has great hair. <laughs> oh, all that hair. He I mean, he's hair. very cute. Like he is Yes. He is so like completely my type this character is completely my type yeah. i mean the problem is like long term i think he'd he'd be too ornery for me and i would always think he was mad at me so it would really yes. it wouldn't work you know it would bring out all of my <laughs> are issues you are yeah. you mad at me can you just be nice to me uh yes. but i uh i i think there is just this like thing about him there's just this uh i i i really enjoy scott cohen in this movie same, and it took me a while to figure out what, where he was gonna end up. I guess too, I couldn't figure out why he was so grumpy, and I, I, I was kind of picking up that he, you know, there was a relationship obviously between him and Jessica, and like he was just kind of on the outskirts of things, and then like he had like his own trajectory, and then like they were like he was like kind of walking alongside the main plot, and then all of a sudden he was like in it, um, mm-hmm. which I'm I was thankful for too, and. I, uh, it's like the other thing is like, oh, well, you know, 
she realized in the end that she just loves the guy, you know, and she gets the guy. And But it, it was sort of like, it didn't like happen. There wasn't like that, you know, swell of music and then like a kiss on the Brooklyn Bridge. It was mm-hmm. like, let's let's see where this goes um, at the end, like in the bookstore too. And I'm glad that they, I love the, con- honestly, I love the line and the conversation of, on the rooftop with them mm-hmm. um, when he was saying like, I think the reason I was so mad and so grumpy towards you is because like I was and haven't we all thought this too it's like mm-hmm. I was kind of glad to see you miserable because at least when you were miserable I knew that you weren't going to be with anyone else I kind of preferred you alone so but yeah. if you were with someone that's when I became miserable like I, I'm kind of butchering that whole sentiment but I I liked that I like that mm-hmm. conversation to say that yeah Excuse yeah me, that yeah. I that idea of like I it was the fact that you were happy because of somebody else and not me. And I wanted to be the cause of your happiness. And I like, Oh, I completely understood that. And I thought it's, I mean, it's, it, it's a little fucked up, but it's also like not that uncommon to feel like, you know, I, the only reason I'm happy, like when, when you find out that somebody's broken up with someone and you're like, I know you're miserable, but at least you're not, you know, happy with somebody else. Yes. Oh gosh. The, the, a different dynamic for sure, but um, the, the one of like, you know, Will and Grace is Will and Grace. I, I do love it, but one of like, I do love when it gets dramatic and there's that fight between Grace and Will. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I feel it's, like I, I vaguely do for some reason, but go on. Yeah, I feel like I could be way off, but because I feel like they've had a couple fights, like big blowouts, but mm-hmm. I feel like it was when... Um, Grace and uh, Will and Grace decided to have a baby, and mm-hmm. then she met um, Harry Connick Jr. I think, right. who's great in that show. Like, I just I think he's so charming. Um, and they have this huge blowout, and like it's the same thing. It's like it's, but it's such a different ooh, narrative of like the gay man and the straight woman, and how the gay man loves when the straight woman is miserable because the gay man can scoop her up and reassure her, you know, and like. Grace says, like, you love when I'm miserable. You love, and, like, because you don't have to deal with your own shit. And he's like, shut up, Grace. It's awesome. It's a great, like, sort of explosive scene. And then the episode ends, too. I don't know if you remember it, but I'm sure it's on YouTube. I'll, like, send it to you. But um, it's great. It's, it's, It's just, like, the, you know, the gay best friend straight woman scenario version yeah. of that that we're talking yeah. about too and like the dark which i feel to my core yeah yeah mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of like in college and after college too it's like you you latch on to them because you you but the moment like one of them starts to be in a and it, it can certainly work the opposite way too if if the if the gay guy gets a boyfriend mm-hmm. and then suddenly the straight girlfriend is uh, you know, jealous or sort of showing it's, it's complicated. Life yeah. is complicated, Colin. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's relationships are complicated and yeah. yeah, totally. I think there is that thing, uh, where from that other side where when, when the gay guy has something as a boyfriend, it's like, Oh, well then that kind of like safe, trustworthy, um, comfortable male energy in my life is now occupied by someone else. And yeah. I, I mean, it's that's... just codependency. Yeah, go ahead. At the end of the day, this is yeah. all codependency. Oh, completely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I, it's it's interesting to see that manifest between Josh and Jessica. And I, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I, if someone were to say that to me, I'd be like, well, I appreciate how honest you're being, but this is fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, 
like yes. at the same time, like you have a lot of therapy you need to go through before we can go on a date, you know? Yeah. As emotionally right. intelligent as, as that sentence and sort of that conversation is like this, you, you're expecting me to say, yes, let's go to dinner after you said that. Right. Yeah, it's, it's right. A lot. Let's go to the soccer field and sit on the bleachers. Like, what is this shit? October in Ithaca. That's it's like your free. that's your autobiography. Yeah, exactly. October in Chapter Ithaca. one. Chapter one. Yeah. Ithaca, comma, October. Um, or maybe it's like August Osage County. August Osage County, October, Tompkins County. Yes, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, I'm sure there's some theater major at Ithaca. I'm sure there's a handful of them that have already written October Tompkins oh, County. Sure. Yes. Yes. Um, so I'll get in line. But in any event. Uh, so, yeah. So I, I just wanted to give a mention Josh, yeah. to Josh. Uh, and of course, the way that Judy goes, Joshy. Oh, my God. You're coming to Seder. I just I I love the familiarity that Judy has with Josh. I love that there is that dynamic that Josh and the Steins go way back, and it's never fully explored, but the dynamic is very clear. Yeah, because it is, at the end of the day, Jess's ex-boyfriend, but he's also best friends with Jessica's brother, so Mm -hmm. there's still that tie. That's complicated, because I feel like, especially with, I mean, this is a great dynamic. Like, she's a great painter, he's a great writer, and they're Mm -hmm. like the power couple in college. Yeah. Both really on this trajectory of, like, being a big deal and then they both sort of self-destructed in a way and and then they're working mm-hmm. together now like he's her boss in a way it's 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 an interesting i wish that was like explored more but um you know that's another story i guess fan yeah. fiction jessica yeah. stein fan fiction <laughs> right uh, right um and i the other thing i want to mention about josh is and this is more of a detail of the movie is that when he comes for the satyr in Scarsdale, he brings like bagels or something, and it's like oh. or hala or something. But it just feels to me he's bringing something that's not for the dinner. It's just oh, you just bring this is what you do when someone invites you to you know to seder you uh, or to Shabbos dinner. You you know uh, you bring bagels for the next morning. I just yeah, like, I love mean, that little sign detail. Me up. Right? There's right? something. This is it's such a um, a specific uh, demographic. I'd say like the Scarsdale Jewish mother. That I, mm-hmm. I don't know it as well. I feel like, because where is Scarsdale? Is it in? It's like Westchester County. Um, okay. It's, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like probably like an hour outside of the city. Um, it's where Julie Klausner's from. I was just so, going to say, I was yeah. like, I feel like she mentioned. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, that makes me, there's a familiarity to an extent, but like, I, I just want to be there. I want to go. Mm-hmm. I want to be uh, invited to Shabbos dinner. Like I, <laughs> I want, I want to be there. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would like to be there. Uh, I'll take Stanley's spot. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Oh, Stanley. Uh, yeah, I know. Gosh. Anyway. Uh, all the all of the duds of men that Jessica meet in this movie. I mean, John Hamm aside, uh, in, a, in a cute little cameo. I know. Charlie was his name, right? Or Charles yeah. or something Charles. like that. Charles. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you, you read this too, that Jennifer Westfeld and John Hamm were married for like 16 years. Yeah. And I feel like they, they were like... It was weird. It was like they weren't even married. They were just together, but not married. Oh, maybe together. Okay. And, and not that getting married matters. No, but yeah. There was that. I don't know. I, I feel like when I'd heard that, it was like, oh, that John Hamm, an eternal bachelor. You know, it was one of those things. Yeah, it's like permissible in a way, too. And I, I know that they had split. <clears throat> I can't remember when. Um, but I, I wonder if they met on this movie, which is. Um, yeah, I was trying to figure out what the timeline was. They, were they already together? Had they met in the, from this? Who knows? But um, 
Let's let's talk about Jackie Hoffman as Joan. Oof. Let's as Joan, the the supportive best friend, kind of an archetype in these movies. It's a great character. It's like who I'd want to play in any of these narratives is like the quirky best friend. Yes. And I I had seen something on YouTube. It was like the cast of Kissing Kissing Jessica Stein, like looking back, watching this movie, and kind of reflecting on it. And Jackie Hoffman, I think she was I think originally considered for a much smaller role and like I think the character of Joan was probably going to be a more traditional best friend character and like I think then it was like oh this perfect combination of this really you know neurotic specific character actress playing the best friend I to me it was just like it was the perfect it was the perfect choice yeah, I mean, I for a moment, I know you said that like the scene that you that I had to keep an eye out for was near the end. So like when, but one of the scenes that I was just screaming during was when she finally finds out mm-hmm. that Jessica is she's like lesbians. Like uh-huh. she puts her art. That whole scene is so bonkers and wonderful. The way that she says this is. This is radical. And then she like waves her arms down like yeah. that. She's like, and then she she looks to her right. And she's like, God, tell me everything. <laughs> the way that she says that. I rewinded it like 16 times. This is radical. Yeah. God, tell it's, me everything. It's it's so... Tell me everything. It's like she's I not know. even talking to anyone. I I love Jackie Hoffman. And I like the line, like, you smoke, neither do I. And like like on in the stairwell, like at the wedding too, like stuff like mm-hmm. that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll have, a, I'll have a cigarette with Jackie Hoffman any day. And she can come to the book club too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, get her in. Absolutely. There. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I, I love, that's my other favorite scene in this movie is that scene between Jessica and Joan in that library loft in her apartment, which, yes. you know, lovely, but I thought there must be some external staircase. You can't be bringing all of that stuff upstairs up that spiral staircase. Like, yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. Things I think about now. But, I I love that scene because it's also mostly one take yeah. and I think there's something that feels almost improvisational about it and feels like unscripted in 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 just the way that they're they're you know uh bantering. I love that Jessica is hiding behind a pillow. Uh I I mean yeah, Jackie Hoffman is it's great. I love that she is a, like unlike uh Helen's friends Joan goes immediately to this place of like, oh, I love this. Tell me everything. This is so great. I love that you're doing this. And I think that is a good friend to be like, I can't believe you didn't tell me. It's fine. This is awesome. But now you need to tell me everything. I I think from like a coming out perspective and like what it feels like to come out to someone, I think this is like a lovely coming out scene. Oh, yeah. And and when when Jessica's like, are you – are you – mad are you disgusted by me she's like what no she's like i'm mm-hmm. impressed she's like i mm-hmm. can't even get matthew to use the sex toys i buy that was one of my favorites <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know what that necessarily has to do with it but also i'm glad it's there like i get it like it's you know whatever but um being right. sort of like sexually explorative i right. guess in that point yeah right uh yeah and i mean even i don't know I, I even feel like the fact that she's in that like little red tank top like there's just something about like <laughs> yeah with her pregnant belly with a big pregnant belly tell me everything, tell me everything. <laughs> you have to go back and watch it. i mean i know you know it oh but you yeah you have to go back and watch for that moment this is radical. that is the moment yeah <laughs> it's so good uh and it's such like a moment from the trailer i feel like that moment is definitely in the trailer 
Um, yes. So radical. <laughs> and before that uh, is like this, the, the when uh, Jessica and Helen are at the like the market, and when Jackie Hoffman says like, "Wow." you must make a really great brownie or something right, like that. And then it's right. like smash cut to lesbians. It's oh, it's, it's such good editing. And I love Jessica in that scene when she sees Joan and she's like, hi, 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 hi. What are you doing here? Like I, that moment of like j- just being stunned. You're, I, you're I really, yes. Oh God. Um, if, if we were to look at, and if we were to consider Tova Felchu as BSA, and Jackie Hoffman is assistant to the BSA. Yes. I feel like the proportions of those roles as well fits that. Whereas, like, like Joan is in, I would say maybe not a, a, exactly as much as Tova, but no, pretty yeah. close. And I think it makes me think of like Terry Gar and Tootsie, you know, and just kind yeah. of that energy that that she brings to the movie that when she appears or the elements of the plot she is a part of has a very kind of specific energy, but there's someone else in the movie doing real BSA heavy lifting. Yes. I, I think that's perfect. I, I agree with everything that you just said. Yes. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, well then, then let's, let's talk about, let's talk about Judy. Let's talk uh, about Tova Feldshu. It's time. I, uh, you know, it's always worth mentioning in a movie when the BSA appears, what her entrance is. And I I think there's something so clever about them being in Temple and the rabbi has just said something about them atoning for casting judgments on other people. And at that point, Judy turns to Jessica and she's like, Jesse, look over there. Do you see who that is? And she's kind of casting a bit of a judgment about someone. Like she's kind of <clears throat> atoning for the thing that she's about to do. Yeah. And it's so, and like, I've been to Temple a few times because my dad's Jewish and, and uh, it was something that I noticed that it seemed like unlike church, you were allowed to talk a little bit more in Temple, it seemed, than in church. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. That just that was what my takeaway was. And so uh, I love that we just we get and Im- immediately we get to meet Judy because um, then we don't really see her again for like another 40 minutes. It's not until the whole Shabbos dinner thing. Yeah. I mean, I've said this before on the podcast, one of my least favorite, I don't even know if you would call it a trope, but like a comedy gag, I guess, is talking loudly in a place where you're supposed to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those like in the audience of a play or something like uh-huh. that, where I'm like, this would never happen, but maybe it would happen in Temple. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but I was I wasn't a fan of the scene, but I'm a fan of Tova, and I'm a fan of Grandma Esther. Let's talk about Grandma Esther oh. because she's yeah wonderful, and she I comes like up this, later in the wedding too. Right, I feel like this was the role that Jackie Hoffman auditioned for, and then they <laughs> gave her Joan. Yeah. yeah, I kept thinking, oh, I can see Jackie Hoffman doing this role. Yeah, as like yes. Aunt Esther, yeah, or cousin Esther. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we don't really see Judy again until really it's this the this Shabbos set piece, you know, where uh, Josh and Helen and and you know Dan, her brother, like every all kind of all of the characters are brought together in Scarsdale for dinner, and uh, I I love, I mean, Tova is just you know there's so many moments like. I'm so attached to the way that when she when they when they start dinner and she has 
um, Jessica doing kind of the initial prayer and, and she goes, sing my love, sing. And it's, yeah. I just know this woman. I just, the, between that and, oh, that whole moment about cabaret, that whole manipulation she does on the phone. Oh, yes. It's like the, <clears throat> like, like the pushy Jewish mother, but like mm-hmm. she's nudging and like you can't, you can't say no. You just no. can't really. No. And, and, and just how she crafts that whole thing of like, you know, because Jessica lies and says they have tickets to cabaret yes. and they can't come yes. to dinner. And she's like, oh, no. I'll get you tickets for next week. You don't even want to go this week. The leading man is out. He's got these soft nodules. Yes. It, yeah. Yes. It's it's so specific. It's like, how do you know this? Is this uh, true? Like, it's, yep. um, it is that kind of character that you, I would struggle to have her in my life as my mother, but I love watching her be someone else's mother. Oh, yes, precisely. I was thinking the exact same thing. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it, probably. I, but it's like, I think... Yeah, for as, like, strong of a personality and, like, really kind of, um, you know, being that sort of, like, Yenta sort of character and, like, also playing a little bit of matchmaker and, like, knowing Mm -hmm. all the gossip and everything like that, too. There is... I'm so glad to, like, offset that, that we get the bench scene. I'm so glad that we get Mm -hmm. that warmth from her that she kind of, you know, like, she's not all that. Like, she is... There's, like, this performance... That of, of like being a mother and like a crowd mm-hmm. too and like everyone sort of expects that of her and but then like she has this tender moment with Jessica that is just so beautiful and quiet that uh, it's a really well-rounded performance it really is yeah yeah she is a very dominating energy I and mean, it's interesting how Jessica's father is not much of a character in this movie yeah I mean I don't need it I don't, I don't need it yeah, yeah I certainly don't need it but I I love that really Judy clearly like runs this house and I I mean that there's something about the body language when it's raining and she and we just kind of see the back of her and she's got that that kimono you know robe thing on and and it's just her arms just being like that's it it's settled the rain is terrible we've got warm beds you're all staying you're all yes. staying and it's just the arms and the and and the body language and I feel like it could read in some moments as a bit of a caricature of like the pushy Jewish mother, but it's like, no, this is actually oddly accurate from women I've met. Yeah. It's, it's lived in. And I'm sure she knows that she knows that person as well too. Mm -hmm. She might even well be, um, you know, have hints of that in her own personal life and her, her family as well. But yeah, I, it's like, it's not even really like towing the line. I think she just is. She just is that person and she knows mm-hmm. how to. It's almost like Andrea Martin in my Big Fat Greek Wedding. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, hers is probably, it's a different tone of comedy and it has to be a little bit over the top too. But like the ease of it, I guess, for both of those women, um, it's it's just like, okay, great. Yeah. It's like Tyne yeah. Daly too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. And it's interesting, like Tyne Daly or even like Lainey Kazan from a big fat Greek wedding or even Andrea Martin, like I could see any of them playing this kind of, I mean, obviously we've seen it. Like we've seen Andrea Martin playing Marilyn on difficult people. And I think yeah. there's certainly elements there that are similar. Um, I, I think Tyne Daly could certainly do this. Lainey Kazan could certainly do this, but I think there's something about, I think it's because of the bench scene again, Tyne Daly, any of these women could still knock that scene out of the park, but 
Tova just fucking sells that bench scene, and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need to recast this role once I get that bench scene, you know? Yes, yeah. Um, I picture like if this was an audition room, like that's that would be the moment. It's like that's seeing the moment. So many beautiful actresses do this, but there's something special. So, should we get into it, Colin? Should we talk about it? Yeah, the only moment I'll mention before that is just yeah, I adore that scene when Jessica and Judy are in the kitchen, and Jessica is like, you know. Uh, oh, complaining about her her mother's track record of setting her up with guys and and the one guy who's the heroin addict and she and you know Judy was like how should I how would I know and she's like I don't know he was you know uh, pale and skinny and had track marks and that just that genius line delivery of like I thought he had diabetes I just <laughs> it's so oh it's such a it's also like it's a bit theatery it's how you deliver yes. a punchline in a play yes yes but it's oh my god i thought he had diabetes it's just <laughs> the timing on that is is so good um it's impeccable yes but yeah we don't we the only time we see we see judy again at the dress shop in manhattan when they're trying on the the bridesmaids oh, yeah. dresses and, yeah, yeah. and helen shows up and she also has that moment of like he died at a wedding like it, <laughs> <laughs> yes that was really good yes yeah she almost felt like improvised like they just let her do it oh but, he died. okay oh he died at a yeah. wedding but then we get yes the uh things go awry between jessica and helen we get a, a spanish guitar uh scored montage which i loved um that yes. eventually i feel like it's like a plane I, whenever i see those scenes with that music, it's like watching a plane descend to an airport and the airport is like the bench. And yeah, it's there's it's oh God, that scene. Okay. So they're sitting on this bench outside the house. Most of this again is a single take. Mm. And it is worth mentioning that Jennifer Westfeld, who overall i really enjoy in this movie i love her i do want to talk about her yeah we yeah. don't have to do it right at the second but yeah keep going right over. yeah but i but she is doing some really great emotional work of just yes it reminds me of schitt's creek when stevie and david are sitting in the car looking at the house mm, that patrick wanted to buy yeah, of course. and the whole scene david's kind of in tears and and it's he's slowly falling apart but it's so yes. spaced out i felt like this was very similar but it is, it is Tova's moment. It is. It really is. Yeah. Um, so I, of course, have been. I, I'm obsessed. But I'm. I want to hear your thoughts <laughs> on on seeing the scene, your response to it. Talk me through your feelings on the bench scene. Yeah, it's like I'm so. I, first of all, I'm so glad that we didn't get any sort of like knowing glance, like a pan back to um, Judy when Helen and Jessica were arguing on the street or something. Like I think I know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. It's just because mothers always know they do, mm-hmm. uh, whether they choose to sort of accept that um, or digest it is another, you know, <laughs> another can of worms. But also, I. I I can picture Judy like staring out the window and seeing Jessica out there and she's like, okay, it's time. Here we go. And then just like going out and maybe it's like, I don't know if she expected to say what she said to Jessica mm-hmm. or, uh, or if it just like sort of happened, but you can tell when your kids are upset, obviously. And like, I, I love that she, she arrives to Jessica um, and Jessica has those like welled up eyes already too. It's mm-hmm. like, she's just been drained of everything. 
Um, so she starts the conversation and she, she doesn't go into it. It's, she starts talking about, um, I can't remember the specific order, but like the talk about the play mm-hmm. and, um, how she w- was in this play when she was younger in grade school or something like that. And she came home and she had, said she wanted to quit, but I did love the reasoning behind it because everyone else wasn't good enough. And, mm-hmm. um, and I guess like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems apparent, but like, I, I'm sort of, <sighs> It's like, is she talking about like men? Is that just what she like? She's like, you're being, it's like, sometimes you, is it, sometimes it's not going to be the perfect man, but if you try it, it might work out and you're missing out on that. Like, is that what she's saying there? I don't, I don't know. What is, what is that? Like, what's the subtext for that? Am I just reading it totally wrong? I think what it is, I think that what she's saying and talking about, you know, doing this play and, and, you know, deciding that her leading man isn't good enough. And if he's not good enough, then I'm not doing it. And I feel like, and I, you know, there's that great moment where she thought, where she says, and I thought, Oi, Oi, yes. Oi, this child will suffer. And, and I think it's so much of like a message that even like Josh kind of gives her in that dinner party scene earlier in the movie where, Jessica is so quick to kind of decide why something wouldn't work or to prejudge a situation Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to hit some kind of conflict and just be like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, this won't work. I can't do this. And and I really think all of it the whole time she is thinking about and like subtly actually referring to Helen. Like I feel like all of this is her way of saying like whatever, you know, whatever conflicts you're coming up against, like – maybe you're judging this too quickly. Like maybe you're shutting this down too quickly. Maybe you're coming up against an objection of your own and deciding that it's not worth seeing this through. And I think it's, it's Judy's way of, of in, in the same way that Joan was just so like outwardly like, Oh my God, I'm so impressed. I like, tell me everything. I think Judy is doing a very kind of quiet version of that where it's just like, she's accepting it in a much more, in a quiet and like subtle and and um coded way and in a way that i think also feels safe right because i think obviously a conversation between jessica and joan is gonna be much freer and there's so much baggage between judy and jessica and all of the men that judy has tried to set her up with that i think this is the only way that judy can kind of make her point with all of that baggage not getting in the way you know um yeah To kind of almost make it not about, you know, all the men and not about all, like, to not point out all the guys that she's rejected or all the guys that she's judged too quickly, but just to say, like, this is something you might be bringing to any situation of, like, give it a chance, you know, at least find out. Yeah, I guess that makes, it makes a lot more sense then because it's like, I don't think she's tone deaf enough to be like, is this about a boy? Like, kind Mm -hmm. of going down that road. It's like, I think she's already figured it out. You know, it's mm-hmm. at, at this point too, obviously. Um, and then we get to the moment, Colin, that she puts her arm around Jessica. Oh, she puts her arm around her. It it is, it is. It's hard my to describe. Of, yes, it's in my Hall of Fame moments in movies. It is so fucking good, and I am positive that this is all Tova. That no one told her to do because you can't direct this. You just can't. Yeah. And granted, she's sitting right there with the director slash, you know, co-writer of, or not the director, but the co-writer of the movie, you know, the director's right there. But like, this just feels like when an actor just finds some gold on their own and 
she puts her arm around Jessica's shoulder and she goes, Jessica, and she takes her time and there's just so much suspense in it. Yes. A long pause. And then she starts to say, I think, and then she starts to get clearly choked up and she stops and there's that tight little smile. Oh my God. God. Yeah. It's the pursing oh of the lips and the then the smile. Of, mm-hmm. of like, oh, hold on. I need a moment. It's almost like an actor being like, hold on. I need a moment. Yeah. You know? Uh, oh. Yes. It's beautiful. It's like, this is like such a quintessential example of like nuance matters and micro yeah. moments. Like this is the shit I'm obsessed with is when an actor takes a second to to add some some additional emotions to a moment that just sends it into the stratosphere. Oh, mm-hmm. and then she, she put, gathers herself together to say, I think she's a lovely girl or something like that. And yeah, it's, I think she's a very nice girl. I think oh, that's like right. I think that, she's yeah. a very nice girl. Uh, and it's, it's like such a beautiful, again, version of acceptance and coming out to your parents and like really all Jessica needed to hear. Like she didn't have to say her mother didn't have to say anything else other than just like, I think she's great. Like I accept her. I accept mm-hmm. that you have feelings for her. Like there's so much said in that. And I, I love that Tova added that pause in because there was so much that she was about to say in that moment. That was more than I think that Helen is a nice person. Yeah. It's, it's, it makes the entire movie worth it for this scene. And I'm glad mm-hmm. that it's like, it's, it's worth waiting for. And it's, um, it's beautiful and like the way that they hug afterwards too it's just so mm-hmm. it's like finally like i mean we've all not we've all but like you and i and like and i'm coming out to friends and family it's just like oh thank god now we can like finally talk about everything that i've not been telling you with this this mm-hmm. release this flooding like the floodgates are open and both like emotionally and just like tears <laughs> oh. um but yeah it's like there's almost this moment when she says i think it's almost like she's starting to say something else, maybe. I, mm. Or maybe, I, like, I'm I, I'm imagining, I didn't watch it with the subtitles. I should have, because I'm wondering if, like, I'm assuming that the sentence she wanted to say was, I think that she's a very nice girl. But it almost mm-hmm. sounds like she's wanting to say something else. Mm, and it's and almost then like, she pauses, yeah. and mm-hmm. she's like, no... I think I need to say this instead. I, and I don't think that what she was going to say was anything negative or anything like that. I think she was just sort of, I, I, it's just, it's such a, a small moment with such a punch. It, it mm-hmm. packs a punch and it's so, it's really great. It really is. It's yeah. so beautiful. I love that interpretation where she may have been about to get into something more literal and, and, yeah. and more exploratory where it was like, maybe all I need to say right now, or maybe all I even can say right now in terms of like, you know, without getting Her too own upset. Yes. Yeah, it's just I think she's a really nice girl. You know, like maybe this is all both of us need to hear right now. And yes, it's yeah, it is. I mean, like such a, a perfect example of like what a small choice can do. Like what a little acting choice. You know, the difference a little acting choice can make. Uh, and it's I I love that the scene until they hug is a single take. I love that there's. Jessica in the foreground and Tova in the and Tova, you know, Jessica Judy, you know, foreground, background. I love the way the scene is set up that we're always seeing Jessica's emotional response, 
there's a very similar scene in 28 Days, towards which I believe you're familiar with, uh, with Sandra Bullock and Elizabeth Perkins on the bench by the lake. I've never seen it. No, wait a minute. I oh, I thought that was a movie that you were familiar with. I feel like maybe Keon's familiar with it. One of you in that I house. I think he is. I know. Yeah. I I um. I mean, just assume I've never seen anything because that's the story of my life. But yeah, because I think I asked you. I was like, that's not Twenty Eight Days Later, is right? It? No but zombies. that's like a totally different movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I've never seen that. I've not seen like oh. a lick of it. I don't know oh. anything about that movie. Oh, it's just so good. And there's a similar scene towards the end <laughs> between Sandra Bullock and Elizabeth Perkins. And it's... Oh, that's beautiful. Like, spoiler alert, I think I'm going to do an In the Details episode at some point. I've written it down, maybe in November, where I talk about... I mean, I've already talked about this this scene in depth, but why not? I can do it again. Uh, but this scene and the scene from 28 Days, and I'm going to call the episode Ladies Who Bench. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, I can't think of a third bench scene. So if anyone can think of another amazing bench moment, uh, I'll I'll add it in. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the the only one I could think of is like Notes on a Scandal, that bench on like, but there's not really, mm. although there are a lot of great scenes, like the bench work and that's <laughs> the bench work, the yeah. bench scenes in that movie, they're important, but there's not high impact in any of those I yeah feel. like it's just like what it is um i was looking at my phone i was still listening to you colin but i i wanted to make sure that this scene was on youtube and it is yes so if anyone is. is listening it's called just look up toba felt shoe kissing jessica stein and it's called like it's called mother scene which i mean yeah come on <laughs> right i mean right like i don't need anything else yeah yes it's so fucking good uh it really is yeah. And, and, you know, and then in, from there, you know, the movie, it's an interesting kind of narrative, the way that things end up, like eventually Jessica and Helen's relationship falls apart. And then, as you said, they, they, Jessica kind of sees Josh, you know, much later in a bookstore and, and the two of them are, they've both left the copy editing job. They both left yeah. the newspaper. He's writing his book. She's, you know, uh, they're both back to their art. And I feel like back to, that power couple version of themselves on their own that they were before when in, in college, when she was the writer and he, she was the painter and he was the writer. Mm-hmm, and it's, mm-hmm. I like that with Josh and Jessica, it, we don't get like, Oh, a full love connection, but we get like a, Oh, a reconnection, you know? And, and, yes. a, and it's, I don't know. I, I certainly like this version of Josh much more. I, I feel like it's a very specific detail that there's a the in the bookstore at the end there's a shot over his shoulder and there's like a hole in the back of his his t-shirt and I feel I like I saw that right yeah that's and so I was interesting like, oh Josh like you've come a long way from like the the shirt and tie and the slacks and, and yeah that, and that donut the, the the aggressive way you were eating that donut dipping it in the coffee <laughs> I know yeah I'm like. You don't need that kind of donut with coffee, sorry. Like the chocolate-covered right. ones, it's just going to yeah, melt everywhere. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no, like, absorption. It just melts everything. Yeah, yeah it's uh, that first dip, it's going to be a mess. Um, yeah, yeah. I do love that, and I, I love that the end of this movie... Um, I do have a couple of other things that I want to say in a moment, but, like, as far as just putting a button on the, the story of the movie is like, I love that she goes to talk to Helen about all this. Mm-hmm. Like at the very end, she's like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to meet Helen right now. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Oh no, Helen's on the phone. doesn't matter. Um, but they meet and it's just like this shot that kind of just pulls away of them just gabbing and like her telling her that she saw Josh in a bookstore. And she's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I'm just like, 
feeling things and I'm just, you know, take, I don't know what it means. You know, that sort of, yeah. Uh, friendly conversation really. And, and totally you know, it's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. Like you can be friends with an ex. Like I, I've certainly seen and experienced that where it's like, yeah, you can have, you can get to the point where you can be talking about relationships or dating or being with other people with your ex in a way that like, it doesn't matter that at one point you shared a bed, you know? Yeah. Oh, they bet they needed a box spring. They were sleeping on the oh. floor the whole time. My back. Ugh. Yeah. Oy. I mean, <laughs> oi. And I thought, oi, their backs will suffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally it. Um, I wanted to mention a couple other things. Um, oh, my God. Idina Menzel and this cameo. I was going to ask you, I saw that in the cast list, and I, I don't think I realized or I, I saw the moment. It, does she have, like, a line? Yes, it is the most ridiculous line in the entire movie. She comes up to, um, I think, Helen, or maybe Jessica, at her brother's wedding, and literally her only line is, Are you the lesbian? Oh, that's Adina Menzel. yes. And oh, she's, like, my... this giggly sort of drunk bridesmaid girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me, I was just like, whoa, what a weird thing. Um, now, just to see you, how far she's come. Did you recognize her when she showed up in the movie or was it when you saw the cast list? No, when did I you... recognized her immediately. I, I recognized her voice. Yeah. I was, oh, like, I, I was <laughs> so just, funny. I like said it out loud. I was like, Idina Menzel? Uh, oh but of God. course she's in this movie. Why not? Um, of course. Um, also, Michael Showalter's in this movie for like oh, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I know, and he's so awful. He's and yeah. all, he's just like this. The, the character he plays, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, that one gross. shot of him like coming up from eating her out, and he's got that stupid look on Dude, his face. God, and has like I know. his face is moist, and yeah, I, I had to like take a moment there. Um, another thing is like Anna Devere Smith makes a cameo in this movie, but it's not like a physical cameo. It's they're going to a movie and it's yes. like Anna Devere Smith in. I was like, what? What is she in? I thought they were like going to go see her like talk or read poetry or something right. like that. And I was like, oh, this is exactly what I need. Yeah. But, are you um, kidding I me? We get was... Anna Devere Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But I was I was excited for the possibility, even though we didn't we didn't get her. I love that she was on the marquee. And yeah. that one scene. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about, too, is um, is just, uh, uh, I almost called her Jessica, Jennifer Westfeld. Um, mm-hmm. She's kind of like this, it's, I have this, like, I think, I was thinking about this, like, ever since I watched the movie. It's kind of like if Diane Keaton had a baby with Lisa Kudrow, you get oh. Jennifer Westfeld. Yes, yes. There's, right? It's true. She She has so many of the qualities of, like, some of the, the qualities that Jennifer Aniston has, that Lisa Kudrow has. She's got a Diane Keaton quality to her. Like, there's so much kind of star power to Jennifer Westfeld. And yeah, I, I was really don't impressed be, with her. Yeah, and I, I know that she's she's been in other things, and she wrote this other movie, Friends with Kids, that I think maybe mm-hmm. I saw. I don't know. But I, um, I feel like this is really the only thing I've really seen her in. Mm-hmm. Uh I know she was in a movie called Ira and Abby with Chris Messina, who, of course, I I love. Um, So I feel like that may need to go on my list. Uh, But yeah, I I really enjoy Jennifer Westfall. And I love, I mean, I'm not like, you know, not to glorify Woody Allen, but that kind of script and that kind of tone, she would be perfect in that kind of movie. 
Yeah, and I I would say, dare I say, that she has a little bit of the Weist in her too. Oh. There's something about like Hannah and her sisters, Diane Weist, like when she's mm-hmm. just being so neurotic and just like I don't know, you know, like this sort of like lighter voice. I think it's the voice work really that really mm-hmm. thought. But yeah, and like and there's just like Lisa. She looks like Lisa Kudrow. I think I don't know if she has the exact like instincts or. Um, you know, makes the same choices as Lisa Kudrow, but she definitely looks like her. Um, yeah. In a yeah. way. So uh, I really liked her. I, I honestly did. I was like, I would love to see her in other stuff. Um, I, and sometimes her character, like when she brought out like the pamphlet with all like the sex information and just like, uh, you know, but that's, that's the character I, I know right. what they were going for, but I was just like, just come back down to earth for a moment. But I know why that needed to happen. Um, but yeah, the it's totally Woody Allen-esque. Uh, yeah, she would really thrive in a movie like that. Yeah, and she's someone who I would like that I would also like love to be friends with. I love how smart she is. I love like when she's on that montage of dates and she talks about going to the gym and how narcissistic it is. I was like, oh, you know, I love I love the level of intelligent conversation that Jessica is seeking. Like, I just I appreciate that kind of person. And it's someone like, oh, you you see the nuance of life. You know what I mean? Like you see Mm -hmm. that like, it's about so much more than just like going to the gym, you know, that there's like an emotional neurotic side to it. And I, I, I just, it's a character that I, I think I I just really love Jessica. And so like, I didn't mind any of those narrative leaps where I was like, huh? Oh, that's weird. Cause I was on her side. I was like, I was there for the ride with Jessica Stein. Yeah, I really was. It's like for for the good and the bad and just kind of like figuring out like who she was and within the context of the movie too. I really like her as an actress. I I, yeah. I really did. I think she yeah. and I can tell like with some of the camera angles, they're really kind of going almost for like that Woody Allen vibe sometimes mm-hmm. too. And like with the single, I, I can never spot single takes. I never look for them either too. Mm. So I'm, I'm glad that you're... Um, keen to like spotting them so keep doing that <laughs> yeah i mean it's and it's so it's one of those things that again it's like whenever i you know there's oh that scene was a, a 20 seconds of un, uninterrupted camera work it's like i again i always go back to like well there are people doing like two hour plays with no interruption you know what i mean like yeah, it, yeah. it's not revolutionary to do an entire scene without a break but in a movie we just so rarely see it that when it happens mm-hmm. it's like there's that moment of like oh oh this is going on for a bit and and it i think it it gives that excitement that that live theater has of like oh boy this is all just happening there's no editing mm-hmm. here like the actors have to keep the juggling going you know yeah i could picture the bench scene like it's a close set that day you know mm. it's just it's just tova tova it's and just, jennifer just tova jennifer and like, keep and it like going keep it going oh Go <laughs> and like oh my god like that's i would love to just see them like talking through that scene and like you know rehearsing it like I just mm, the bench scene and like I think that's a scene that I feel like Jennifer Westfall has said like she's gotten a lot of people a lot of feedback from like I think it was a really meaningful yeah. uh, moment for a lot of people and I yes. think yeah like I feel like that the idea of like letting something marinate and then also the line she has of like oh I don't really think there's I don't think that we all have like a one I think there's like seven I love like that idea as well yeah like, there's probably not that there's an infinite number of perfect partners for us, but that there's, yeah, there's like seven out there. I think that's like a lovely idea. 
Yeah, it's true. As far as finding the one perfect person for you, it's like you're you're bound to find. It's like looking for a, an apartment. It's like oh, this has this, but this has the dishwasher, and this has oh, this mm-hmm. has the walk-in closet. Um, it's sort of like that's a weird comparison, but I, yeah, I, I do I agree. I totally that. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, where it's like it's true when you're looking for apartments, where it's like there's lots of places that could be great, and all of them will be maybe missing this one thing or not quite this thing, but like. That's the nature of the beast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ah, kissing Jessica Stein. Yeah, what a lovely movie. I'm so yeah. I'm so glad you made me. You made me. You yeah. made me watch this. I'm so glad right. you suggested this film uh, because it, it's definitely. I will certainly catalog that in my mm. sort of, you know, scenes of BSAs. Really, and it's like it right. makes me want to see more Tova. Where is she? Get her. Get her some roles. Yeah, get her back on that balcony as gold of my ear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, that brings us to, of course, our final segment of the episode, which is BSA of the Week, uh, which, of course, is where uh, we queen out on a performance or an actor or a food or a song or a thing or anything in our lives that is acting as the best supporting actor, actress, excuse me, of our oh lives. Oh, my goodness. How dare I? Um, oh, no. So, uh, what do you got? What's your BSA of the week? Yeah, I've got quite the uh, the list this week, Great. too. I wanted to mention something that I just thought of because I think it's just like a, a huge oversight, really. And there no pressure, obviously. But you said on your... Um, your hours episode, Meryl's, Meryl crying against the uh, the dishwasher. Yes. <clears throat> that you have not watched any of the West Wing yet. It's true. I have not watched any of the West Wing. Wow. Uh, I, and I have not finished all of it. I think I mm-hmm. watched the first three seasons of it. But uh, we, the, the reason why you brought it up was because of Alice and Janney um, mm-hmm. playing, of course, Clarissa's girlfriend in the hours, too. But it's... It's quintessential Alice and Janney. I think I think now more than ever we need like CJ Craig um, mm. and the West Wing to just kind of remind us <laughs> even a fictional administration um, is should look like. Um, mm. So I, I it's a yeah. high recommend. I don't okay. know if it's streaming anywhere, but it is exceptionally good. Like the show is great. And like she is even she's everything you want her to be in more and like a dramatic role. And she's. Still Alice and Janney and still is funny. I It's great. So that's just a... I was like, wow, he hasn't watched. But also, I've not seen anything. So this is not me calling you out. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I just... Yeah. I want you to... I want you to experience it just for the sake of, you know, rounding out your Alice and Janney, um, you know, uh, yeah. fandom, I guess. Um, so it there's that. It feels requisite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And certainly after watching the debates last night, I could use a more <laughs> sensible uh, depiction. A little bit of an of... escape, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, certainly. Um, so the other BSA, which I just mentioned too, is your hours episode. I loved oh. it so much. I, I It's like, I, I can never... It's and plus we've been so we've been away from it for a while too. I will never tire of talking about that movie too, mm. and like I just think it's so interesting to just hear you talk about it as well too. I, I I loved going through that whole scene again and really kind of shining more light on Jeff Daniels too. I think that was mm-hmm. probably one of the highlights for me too, and like just kind of recognizing that he's so great, he's yeah. so great in it too, and and the way that she says Jesus, oh, uh, it's so great. There's I'm so much packed into with that. that. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch me. Jesus. Jesus. Oh. oh, that Jesus. Like, no one told her to say Jesus. It's just. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the yeah. Sink. I, the sink. I, 
Oh, and that sink, that sink that she worked with. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I was like, you know, I need, I need to talk about this scene. I need to get this out of my bones and onto a podcast. So yeah. thank you for yeah. listening. Yeah. Oh, it was great. I, I saw that pop up and then the All Right, Mary Matreon of Pen15. So I'm, I'm working my way through oh, it. It was, God. it was a great day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just a full day of thoughts, of conversations we've had before. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? That I'll just continue to keep having with myself yeah. or um, with you. Yeah. Um, and a BSA runner up that I forgot to mention last week, and it would have been so fitting, but I will say it now. My mom's birthday was last Wednesday, and oh. she is the BSA of my life, my real life. Um, Deb. She's Deb. a Deb. Oh, yes. I love a Deb. I and love she's the a definition Deb. of a Deb, yes. And uh, she is wonderful, and I made her a homemade chocolate cake, chocolate on chocolate, and it was quite the experience because I've never made a cake from scratch ever. Um, and oh, wow. I will do it again, but it was, I've learned a lot of things about buttercream and like how it's <laughs> mm-hmm. sort of like, it was, it was stressful, but it was all worth it in the end. Um, so yeah. Um, so happy birthday, mom. And yeah. um, my official BSA of the week is um, a contestant on the Great Pottery Throwdown, which I mentioned last week. Oh, of course. Oh, Colin, I, I I want you to watch it more than anything, but I also know that you have a life, and um, I just know how much you would enjoy it, but also okay. it's just, I, I just want to keep saying, it's like, uh, really, I just want someone to talk to about it, because mm-hmm. I, I think people know about it, but not, not it's just like a small group of people. Um, so if any of you listeners out there have watched the Great Pottery Throwdown Season 2, Please message me because I need to talk about Elaine. Elaine is my obsession. I love her. And she she leaves the competition. I'm not going to say when she leaves the competition, but I was just so sad to see her leave. It's kind of like the Latrice Royale vote off. Mm-hmm. Of, um, I, I just, there's an energy about her. She has great mom energy. And, um, and she was really, really good. And she just happened to have a bad day. Mm. um with the with the challenge and um i was really sad to see her leave and i found her on instagram and i think i'm going to send her a message because she only has um like under 1500 uh followers which i is crazy because she should have like 15 million followers she's a right. gem um and i'm going to send her a message just telling her that i love her and uh i, I hope she responds because i i could i can't shut up about her because i'm just so sad she's gone still and i know that makes no sense to you or to anyone no, else listening that's okay but if you ever watch, which there's no rush, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. And um, I just love her. So that's All my right. BSA of the week. All right. Well, that's, I mean, that's how to sell me on something. Oh, there's a woman in it. There's a, a, yeah. there's a, a, a with mom energy. All right. Ugh, I'm, I love I'm, her so much. And where are you watching this on Netflix? Where are you watching? This it? is on HBO Max. Got it's, it. Um, yes. There are three seasons and we started on season two. We're almost near the end and it's just so lovely. I love it a lot. Um, so she's season two. I should probably start there if I want to. Season two. Yes. Yeah, please. Elaine. Okay. And like there's there's a lot of other great women that I, I, I just desperately want to talk to someone about it. But also that's that's no reason for me to force you to watch anything. Um, but if there are other people out there... Um, tweet us or tweet me uh but that's that's my bsa the bsas of the great pottery throwdown i Ugh. mean it could happen it could happen. i know it okay yeah don't yeah. get me excited uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, anyway how about you colin uh so i uh i mean certainly just like revisiting the hours and like just getting to kind of because for 
listeners who don't know, I, I did an episode on In the Details, all about the scene between Meryl Streep and Jeff Daniels in The Hours, uh, which, of course, we've talked about on this podcast in our BSAs or The Hours episode, but I just had to go beat by beat. And um, I'm glad you, you know, did. I didn't mind at all. You could have oh, like read that whole scene and I would have been like, yep, keep going. Right. I know. I was like, I thought oh, I could even I could I could slow this down even more. But I was like, no, I just need to get to like the highlights, the, sure. the, the moments. Um, and, you know, I just yeah, it is worth mentioning. I just think Meryl is so fabulous in that movie. And mm-hmm. it's it just, again, one of my favorite performances. So. That is probably the most BSA thing of my week. The only other thing that I would say was like the BSA of my week, which is more of an experience, was um, finally getting every all of the the rest of the garbage and everything out of my old apartment and like doing that like and goodbye moment with the old apartment. Ooh, yes. You know, it was like that was the thing I had to do to kind of earn this transition in my life to this new apartment. And I feel like I can always remember that that final moment in an apartment when it's just like me alone. All I've left to do is leave the keys on the counter and close the door. And it's like the end of a sitcom, you know, uh, when the family leaves the house and, and I, in the past, that moment has often been really like emotional. And I feel like, you know, there's, there's at some point a sweeping and crying moment, you know, that always happens and, and didn't happen this time. In fact, you know, my, some of my biggest complaints without, you know, whinging on and on, is of course the incredibly thin wall between me and the neighbor next door and how I could always hear the, you know, uh, the, the stomper and high heels upstairs. And when I went back last week to finally like, or maybe it was earlier this week to finally just like throw out what was left in the living room, just this pile of things that need to be brought downstairs. It was like, the stomping upstairs couldn't have been louder and the guy next door it was like I could hear everything and I think he had friends over and like it was just I was like how did I ever fucking live like this and Mm -hmm. you know and I just was like you know what apartment we had some weird times here I would say you know nothing nothing that I mean good things happened in this apartment but it was a period of my life where a lot of things didn't work and I was grateful to just say goodbye to it and be like, all right, apartment, we're done. And uh, it just felt yeah. like it, then that realization when I came back to my new place of like, that's it. You're done moving. Moving sucks. Oh, and it so sucks my, so bad. Right? And my BSA of the week is to, is being done with moving. Ooh, so I love that. Just yeah. the feeling of it's like almost quitting a job that you hate too. It's like, oh, I never have to go back there. Yeah, and, just, and and you you don't fully realize it until you realize it too. That's it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's a great feeling. Yeah, I never have to go back there. That's exactly the feeling. I never have to endure the the terms of living there or like the nuances of that of living there that I hated. Like those are all over. So yeah, yeah. So a new chapter begins, and Yay. I'm, so I'm so excited. Glad you're settled in. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Um, and. Uh, and now I'm getting played off. How do you like that? How, you know, oh, just like that. Geez. Just the, the disrespect. Uh, <laughs> get no respect. But in any event, uh, we are being played off. So as per usual, where can folks find more of you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Nick Kochanov. How about you, Colin? Uh, you can find me, of course, on In the Details, a celebration of nuance, a celebration of Meryl Streep crying against the dishwasher in the hours. <laughs> uh, you can find me on R8 Mary. We're talking about Drag Race Holland right now, which is 
you know, fun. Um, yeah. Just done a lot of drag race recapping in 2020. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, all right, I, I guess I got one more in me this year. Sure. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, you can find both of us in a best supporting capacity at BSA Pod on Twitter. Yeah, and if you have any thoughts about Tova Felchu or Jackie Hoffman or this movie, you can always email us at thebsapod at gmail.com. Let us yeah. know your thoughts. Please. And uh, yeah, so a, a big thank you to Jennifer Westfelt and Heather Jorgensen for this lovely movie and, you know, Jackie Hoffman's assistance to the BSA. And oh, yes. um, in terms of <laughs> radical, <laughs> tell me everything. <laughs> Uh, and in terms of Tova, I think I think she's a very nice girl. <laughs> oh, God. I, <laughs> she's just so wonderful. I need more Tova. So need more if Tova. there are other Tova movies out there, I know she's like an actress of the stage, but are there other Tova gems that we're missing? Let us know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Send that Tova our way. Send that Tova over yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> Come on over, Tova. Come on over, Tova. Uh, And that, as they say, is that. 